0: Welcome to episode number nine of the practice of nonprofit leadership. I'm Tim Barnes. And I'm Nathan Ruby. So, Nathan, let's imagine someone listening to us one or two, whoever's listening to <laughs> us. Uh, hey, actually, mom. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, but let's imagine someone's listening to us and they have recently stepped into their role as an executive director of a nonprofit and sitting at their desk and realizing, all that needs to be done. There's budgets to prepare. There's donors to call. There's volunteers to recruit. There's programs to put together. There's a board agenda that needs to be planned. And the list goes on. I'm sure we both can go, oh yeah, we understand that. And the question may be, hey, what is my job? (laughs) You ever feel that way, Nathan?
1: You know, I, I do. And uh, when you said, uh, when you said uh, budgets to prepare that my, my hand started to quiver and shake, um, you know, my first, uh, my first job as an executive director on my first day, um, I'm not sure what I expected it to be, uh, but what it, what I expected it to be and what it was, was two totally different things. And I got, I got rolled over uh, on that first day and that first week. And, you know, the, the the it's really easy to focus or to think that your job as the executive director is the output of the organization. It, it's to build widgets, right? It's to you know feed hungry people or to save injured dogs or you know get people to the exhibit, whatever it is that your organization does, and and that that is the that output is what everybody thinks that your job is and that is not that that's a part of it obviously and it's how you keep score and it's how you know whether you're impacting or not but man to get to that point there are so many other things to do and um you know the the list my list of qualities and skills um are very very narrow and uh the list of things i can't do could fill volumes of encyclopedias and As an executive director, it's like, you got to be good at
0: everything. And it is uh, is quite the load to carry sometimes, Tim. I think there are times, even if you've been in this a while, there's some days you look and you go, wait a minute, what is my job here? Um, But because we understand that, we're starting a series of podcasts exploring that exact topic. What's my job? Uh, How do we lead when there are so many things to do and there's so many things we need to figure out? And so today, we just kind of want to give you an intro, kind of give you some some maybe foundational principles to, to think about. So as you look around, you ask that question, here, here are four points, four foundational points that we want to share with you today. So here's the first one, Nathan. Are you ready? I'm ready. Let's roll. The first thing to remember is that everything is your job. <laughs>
1: yes, yeah. it is.
0: Before you submit your resignation right now, (laughs) uh, let's, let's talk about that. And I think what we mean by saying that everything is your job is the fact that you are responsible for everything. Doesn't necessarily mean that you have to do every single thing. But as executive director, as the leader of the organization, you are responsible to make sure things happen. The proverbial buck does stop with you. I think it's this especially true, Nathan. I think in a in a small nonprofit, it feels like you're doing everything. (laughs) It's probably the truth, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And and it's, you know, you're writing appeal letters and you know, board agendas and approving budgets, and you know, trying to figure out how to solve the 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 toilet that's leaking and you know the trash can is overfilling, and you know the, it, it is. It is literally can be overwhelming, and you know it, it's a lot of times as, as either as a founder or as you're coming in as the executive director of a, a of a small nonprofit, and your day there's like you know eight or nine or ten or twenty things that have to be done, and you know there's and a lot of times there's nobody else to delegate to, and so it is it is. It, it, you're right. Tim. you do not, it, it, you're not responsible for the hands-on doing of everything, but oftentimes there's nobody else to to delegate to. And so it falls right
0: back on you. The good news is, and this is hopefully the encouraging part of this, <laughs> is that <laughs> as you grow, as you tell a story and as you bring people and connect people to you, you're able to give pieces of this away. You're able to get people to take on different parts of it. But that doesn't release the responsibility. You still will need to figure out how do we make sure that it's happening. There's a second thing. So everything's your job. But the thing that I want to challenge you with is you need to work from your strengths and cover the rest. So you are going to be most effective in this uh, when you are working out of the strengths that you have. And it's important, I guess, that you know your strengths and what do you do well and lean into them. Now, my friend Nathan here, I know there are some things that he does really well. And he's at his best when he's asking people to give money to the organization. And yet he's an executive director. He's he's leading an organization. How, how does this work, Nathan? How does it work together?
1: Yeah, so the, the way you do that is you you stick to your strengths as, as much as you can. Um, and then you backfill with other people who have talents and skills and that you don't Uh, and so i am uh i'm not a big i'm not i'm not strong in finance i mean i know i know how to work at a i know how to how to do a budget i know how to look at a at a financial statement but I'm not I'm not a uh finance expert. Um and so I have over and it didn't this didn't happen, you know, like first day. But um, you know, we have a really strong uh, CPA that works with us uh doing our accounting. Um, and then we have a uh really strong uh finance person that is our treasurer on our board. Um and then last year we did uh we went out and we found uh, another really strong, strong uh, accounting CFO type uh, to, to fill another board slot. So um, so the fact that I don't have the the finance strength um, that other that other some executive directors might, then I rely on that team of three, to you know, between the four of us, we walk through and, and work through those things, and so you you have to find those people, and you know it doesn't have to be. You don't have to have a full time employee, you know, with all the W two costs that goes with that. There's volunteers, and there's contractors, or there's part time contractors, or you know, there's all kinds of different ways that you can, even even if you have a donor who is really strong in a certain area and going to them and, and sitting down and saying, hey, I, I need help in this. Can you give me some guidance on it? Uh, donors love the opportunity to give their experience and their expertise to the organization and not just write checks all the time. So, um, you know, you you those people are out there. You just have to intentionally go find them.
0: Yeah. And you're going to be, you, the organization will be best when you are leaning into your strengths, even though other things are going to have to happen, one of the things that's really helped us as an organization is to find a third party to do uh, to do some of the things that that we're not good at. Finances have been for us have been great. We've been able to get a third party to take care of the finances, and then that allows us to lean into those strengths. I don't have to worry about trying to to do everything. And so there are some other there are some other opportunities. I will say though, especially as you're as you're uh, smaller and maybe as you're growing, you need to realize that you will need to do some things left-handed. And what I mean by that is if your dominant hand is right, some sometimes you have to do things that, with your left hand that you're not as comfortable, um, but, but you can get it done. And it ha- someone has to do it. And unfortunately, you're the executive director and you're going to have to do it. And so sometimes you have to jump in. You can't just say, "Well, I'm not so good at that," but it has to get done. Um, and hopefully, with the idea is that eventually you'll be able to bring someone in in some way to to kind of take that that on.
1: Yeah, and in the the I can't remember the the phrase Tim, but where uh, perfection gets in the way of good or good, I can't remember what that what that tricky little phrase is. But there are, so another, another example of something I'm not good at. Uh, I, I am not good at creating program uh, outcomes and metrics and benchmarks. And that's just, that's just a world that I'm not, that I have, I've not come from. Uh, there are others out there that are experts in that. And so, but for, for FACO, for Friends of the Children of Haiti um, that I work with every day, you know, we have very simple outcomes for our programs and they're not complex they're very simple and that's what we started with because we we needed to get something down so we 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 got we got a a simple list of three or four things and then over time we can incrementally improve those to you know is that not measuring exactly what we want can we twist this. Can we tweak that? Can we make that a little bit different? But it, it, you're not, you're, you, you don't let perfection keep you from making at least getting started on something and then making it better over time. Uh, you know, don't be a perfectionist on this stuff.
0: So work from your strengths. You're going to be best if you're able to do that and then cover the rest with volunteers, with uh part-time staff, with third-party and and look to to build that. Tell the story. Get people involved. Come alongside you. So we're gonna. So everything's your job. I hope you're still listening. Uh, work from your strengths. Cover the rest. The third principle is know enough to be dangerous. Now I think Nathan chuckled when he saw that I'm on the list today. Know enough to be dangerous. And I think what we're trying to say, and we've kind of mentioned this, is your job is not necessarily to be an expert on everything, but you need to know enough to be able to lead well. You may not be a finance person, as Nathan has just mentioned, but know, But you need to be able to understand and read a financial statement. You don't maybe even necessarily have to put it together. There's people who are awesome for it. But when you see a financial statement, you need to be able to, to look at it and go, okay, we're okay. Or boy, we might be in trouble or uh, man, we're diving. We got to do something, and there are plenty of opportunities. You can read a read a book, "Finances for Dummies," you know that uh, Nathan had mentioned. Um, so you may you may not be a people person, but you need to know how to win friends and influence <laughs> influence people. You need to be able to have conversation. You need to be able to uh, invite them to be a part of the organization. So figure it out get someone to coach you in that you know work on conversations you may not be a master planner but you need to know you need to know how to get from here to there so it's taking the time to know what you need to know to take the next step
1: yeah and and i i should set a mirror in front of me because sometimes i need to have this conversation with myself but the the this this necessitates you necessitates that's a pretty big word tim of having some time in your schedule, having some margin in your schedule to be able to think through, okay um i I need to i need to, to learn you know finance is is easy so it's it I, I need to to have, do a better job of understanding my financial statements. so go to a donor who's an accountant or go to, you know, a friend who's an accountant or, or go to another, another, you know, executive director of another organization, or, you know, there, there's go to your, uh, um, you know, local, there's all kinds of resources locally for this type of stuff and, and sit down with somebody and say, Hey, here's our financial statement. Can you, go, what do you see? What, what is, what is standing out to you? What should I be looking at? Uh and so you know that's maybe a 45 minute to an hour conversation, uh, uh chamber of commerce. That's what I was trying to think of. I'm sure somebody in the, your local chamber can help you do that. But here's the key to that is you have had to have spent the time to identify, okay, this is an area that I need help in, that I, I'm a little weak in, and here's how I can I can get that knowledge that I need. Uh, and that necessitates having some margin in your time and for uh, executive directors, especially of smaller organizations, you know, that time to sit and think is that's premium time. and you won't get that if you don't intentionally set time aside to do that. The
0: thing is that we live in a world and you you know this, probably we live in a world that we can pretty much find whatever we need. So if there's something you don't understand, you can google it and all kinds of things come up. And so there's there's courses, there's coaching. Yep there's conversation, there's all these kind of things that can help you not, you don't need to become an expert, but you need to know enough to be able to lead the organization if, until someone who has more expertise, then you can step in and do that. And even at that point, you're still responsible and you need to have a level of understanding about some of these kind of things. The other thing that I would, I would put in there is that, you need to stay aware when it comes to knowing enough to be dangerous. You need to to uh, continually stay aware and be connected to the mission or the cause of your organization. So in my case, our focus is refugees. And so I make sure I, every day I get something in my email from a, from a, um, a resource It gives me an update about what's going on with refugees around the world, like what's happening in different countries. And I don't necessarily have to read the whole thing, but I'm, I'm staying in touch. I have a couple other things I read. There's conversations I have, there's places I show up so that I can be connected to, to be able to lead well around the mission and the cause of our organization. So you need to know enough to be dangerous so that you can lead well in the organization. The fourth thing, and Nathan kind of alluded to it, is when you think about leading your organization, manage your organization, there's something that's almost more important than that, and that is you need to remember to manage yourself. There are always going to be more things going after, after you, looking for your attention, wanting you to step in, things you need to do. Uh, There will always be more decisions, more programs, more problems, more conversation to have than there is time in the day. Yeah. And, you know, as the executive director of the organization, you
1: are setting the pace and you are setting the tone of the organization. Um, If you are, um, you know, cool, calm, and collected under pressure, then, you know, staff and board members and volunteers and donors, and, you know, they'll be cool, calm. And, you know, when those are under pressure, if you are, um, you know, if if you get upset and yell at people, then that's the cult, you know, you, you are the, you are setting the tone for the organization. And so, that and that comes with in yourself and who you are and goes back to your personality, but but it also goes back to understanding, hey, what I do it matters, you know. If I'm sending a an email at two o'clock in the morning because I can't sleep, well, you're setting the message that people should be up working at 2 a.m. Um, and now that may or may not be what you want as a culture, but but you've you've got to take that time to be informed, you've got to take the time to sustain your strength and and you know manage your weaknesses and um you know it it is i don't know I, I i guess my i guess my point here is that you're setting the culture of the organization and you better be aware of that because people are watching what you do and what you say
0: there are plenty of there are plenty of tools and resources again out there and it actually you can use any tool you want to be honest it's not the tool <laughs> i mean the tool can be helpful it can be paper. It can be your laptop. It can be a iPad. It can be your phone. There's all kinds of stuff you can use, but when it comes down to it, whatever, whatever system or whatever you use to manage yourself, just grab one and make it a priority and figure it out and move forward. Because if you don't manage yourself, there's a lot of other people that will manage it for you. And so as a leader of this organization, and I know, I mean, I, I've, I was sharing with Nathan, I feel it this week. I feel like there are so many things that, are, that need to happen, that need to take place today. It's like, how am I going to get this all done? But part of it is working your system and making good choices and managing yourself. And if you do, it will help you to manage the organization really well. So as we jump into the series, remember, everything's your job. Don't quit. Everything's your job. You're responsible to make sure that things happen. You need to work from your strengths and then look for opportunities to cover the rest. Make sure you're, you are working to, to know enough to be dangerous, taking time to understand these things. And remember that one of the key things is to manage yourself, manage your schedule, manage your day, manage your, your priorities.
1: Thank you for listening to today's episode of The Practice of Nonprofit Leadership, helping you navigate the murky, tumultuous waters of nonprofit leadership. Each week, we bring you a mixture of encouragement, information, stories, and practical tools to make your journey just a little easier, more fun, and helping you make a greater impact in the world. Would you like a deeper dive into today's topic? then come on over to the Practice of Nonprofit Leadership website where you will find resources and tools that you can use. Plus, you can connect with Tim and me. We'd love to hear from you. So to all you executive directors and those aspiring to be one, see you next week.